Are you looking to live the abundant life no matter what your income is? You're in the right place. This is the podcast that will teach and inspire you to live better. Whether you want to earn more, save more, or improve your relationship with money or people, it's time for the 90 Days to Abundance podcast, brought to you by SavingsAngel.com. Here's your host, the Chief Executive Angel of SavingsAngel.com, Josh Elledge. Thank you so much, Cece, and thank you so much for joining me on the 90 Days to Abundance program. Look, I've got one job, and my job is to help you earn and achieve more abundance in life. I will share all the life hacks you need. I will give you all the advice that you are looking for. All you need to do is just strap on your headphones, go ahead and connect your phone to your car and listen as you drive. If you're out milling about, if you're out on the treadmill, if you're out for a walk, if you're multitasking in the house, or if you happen to be working while you're listening, look, your job is real easy. Just keep listening. And this show is a little bit longer than normal because we're going to be talking about something that is so important. And if I ask you, what is abundance? You might think, well, money, money means abundance, but I will tell you that achieving abundance is more than just money. I believe that you should have abundance with your finances. I also believe that you should have abundance in your relationships. And you know what else I want you to have abundance with? I want you to have abundance in health. And on today's show, listen, it may be a little longer, but you are going to hang on every word. I have the expert of experts on this show to share with you exactly what you need to do to achieve more health, to be able to lose weight if you'd like to lose more weight, to have more energy, to live healthy. And if you've got kids and you want to you want to make sure that they are they have all the advantages that they could ask for in terms of health, well, we're going to talk about that as well. And I'm so excited to share my conversation with Blythe Alberg from the Cut the Fat podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts. And so I'm so excited to have her on the show. Let's get to this conversation because I cannot wait to hear what she has to say in answer to all these questions. And I've got a lot of them that I want to ask on your behalf and we can all live a little bit more abundantly. So Bly, thank you so much for joining us on the 90 Days to Abundance program. Well, thank you for having me. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Josh. Oh, likewise. So I've been listening to the Cut the Fat podcast. You know, I was really looking around, kind of searching through iTunes, just trying to find a podcast that I felt kind of matched my energy, kind of matched my philosophy. You know, I didn't want to do something that was just hardcore paleo. We're going to talk about paleo and that's all we're going to talk about. You know, that's fine to understand and learn those things, but I love what you and Dr. Hanish are doing because I think you have such a common sense approach to living healthy, to enjoying a lifestyle that evokes weight loss. And so I would love if you could share with our listeners kind of your background and how you eventually connected with Dr. Hinnish and are now producing this. Um, what I, I really do. I could, I, uh, there are very few podcasts that I binge listen to. Okay. <laughs> And look, there's nothing wrong with binging so long as it's healthy for you. But I actually went through, I think I listened to like eight episodes in a row one day because I'm like, oh yeah, that's the good stuff. You know what's funny? We have a lot of people who binge listen to us. Yeah. 
Oh, it's, I, it's we so must great. be easy to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Very. So you guys have great chemistry together, and it's just it's just so much. I think there's a lot of things that that you talk about that is reinforcing of the things that. Oh, yeah. That you know, I, I that's you know what's worked for me, and so I, I love hearing you guys share great science and research behind it. Um, so it's very informative, but yet it's still you know very conversational. But but Blythe, let me let me let me turn the spotlight on you and have you tell us about your background and and how you came to uh, create what you're creating now. Okay. Um, well, first, I want to say that Dr. Ray and I try really, really hard to keep it simple. Um, you know, all of us start from scratch. I'm just going to say from scratch without any ideas about fitness or nutrition or what direction to take. And as life progresses, you know, usually middle school, high school years, you kind of develop some idea that prepares you for your life beyond, you know, outside of your parents' realm. Because when you're living at home, you kind of get what you're fed, right? So you're developing your own ideas of what exercise is, what healthy eating is. And that's where my story begins. I was fed very healthy when I was younger. Um, and lucky for me, um, I was very active. You know, my parents had me doing sports. I was a professional ice skater, believe it or wow. not, for several years. Um, and I end up getting into the bodybuilding side of things just because the clean eating drew me. Now, of course, when I first moved out of home, the first thing I went and did was I bought like a box of Fruity Pebbles, some white bread, because I had been deprived of those things for so yeah. many years. Hey, kids got to rebel, you know? Absolutely. That's exactly what I did. So um, I went beyond that and found that it didn't make me feel very good because now I had something to compare to. You know, people who grew up eating mm. um, less than perfect might not feel like they have anything to compare to. But once you eat healthy and you do it for a couple of weeks, you start feeling great. Well, that great feeling came back to me. And when it did, I said, you know what? I'm going to take this and run with it. I really, really like this. So that's what I did. Um, I became a personal trainer. I took lots of nutritional courses, um, a couple different personal training certification courses. Some are deeper in nutrition than others. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them talk about, you know, just the, the movement of the muscles and things like that. And then I got my own experience. I competed in my first bodybuilding show back in 2005. Oh, and I was in Australia. It was interesting. It was like a dare. Okay. So I got thrown to the wolves is how I call it. Um, and it was a whole new level. It was really, really interesting to me. So I kind of incorporated that with my personal training, moved back to the States, and I started promoting natural bodybuilding shows. Now, mind you, I've never been into the steroid thing. I've, you know, I, that's for everybody to decide for themselves. I certainly do not, um, encourage people injecting hormones into their bodies, but right. I don't want people to get the misconception that bodybuilding is, you know, this big beefcake um, because natural bodybuilding, you can still have a great physique. It's just on a smaller level, right? right. Um, which is what the bodybuilders that I was around look like. Um, people usually don't believe me because I'm about 106 pounds and five foot two. <laughs> <laughs> well, natural. And I, and I have a friend who is a, is, uh, has participated in bodybuilding mm -hmm. uh, competitions. And you're absolutely right. When I look at the two, I think when you start looking at the, uh, I don't want to, I guess, non-natural, is that, mm -hmm. that how they would classify themselves? <laughs> they're, I get, you know, what's funny is they're known as like 
real bodybuilders. Oh. And and you have to preface it with natural bodybuilder hmm. when you're talking. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's how that goes. And and I'd love to talk to you about this a little bit later, but the apprehension that some women have that, oh, no, I don't want to strength train or I don't <laughs> want to lift weights because I don't want to look like the... I'm going to call them the, the non-natural. Uh, yeah, right. And that's just, and I think, you know, you don't see that as much with on the natural side. Um, you know, they people look wonderful, amazing, but they look healthy. They don't look, yes. they don't kind of go over into the freaky looking side. Right, I'd right. Say. You don't get like the bad skin, the yeah. funky jaw shapes, you know, all your body like metamorphosizes when you inject hormones into it. So anyway, Dr. Ray and I met... Um, I believe it was through personal training. He has a personal training studio in Baltimore. If I could rewind hmm. back to where we first met, it was at his personal training studio. Yeah. And um, he asked me one day, you know, what got you doing this? And I said, well, when I was growing up, I really wanted to be a DJ on the radio. And he's like, shut <laughs> up. And I said, I really wanted to be a radio DJ. That was like my aspiration in life. I just wanted to be able to talk to people, have people have conversation, questions for me. I just really enjoy talking. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, have you ever thought of podcasting? And I said, who, whating? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, podcasting. And I was like, he's kind of, he's the computer geek between the two of us. We're both nerds. Okay. Admittedly so, but he's the computer guy. So he said, you know what? Let's, let's try it. And we did. And we started. And let me tell you, it just took off. I have had so much fun. This is my passion. I get to incorporate the fitness and health lifestyle as well as like the radio DJ. It's fun. <laughs> it's awesome. I love it. What got you into it? So uh, podcasting. Well, so Savings Angel was actually born, gosh, uh, about seven and a half years ago now. And that was completely out of necessity, Blythe. I mean, we were in a position where I had an unstable job and my wife and I started getting very nervous about, well, what could happen? And we were worried about losing our income. And so I came across a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. And I, and I feel like that there was, I felt like I was really disciplined as far as working and doing the things that other people were not willing to do. I mean, I could really work my guts out. And I felt like I had the personal development down pretty well. Cause I think that's the other thing that you need is you, you need to understand the, philosophies of money if you want to thrive financially. Okay. But I think the one thing that I was really missing was really understanding this concept of stewardship and, and just taking care of money. And I think that that was reflected in our inability to budget and, and keep a spending plan. And, you know, we felt like we did, but I don't think we were real serious about it. And, and, <laughs> and this parlays perfectly into calories, you know, and I'll, t I'll talk about, cause it's the exact same thing. And, uh, I'll, I'll share that a little bit, a little bit later about how I lost 60 pounds. Uh, but it's kind of the same thing. We started getting very, uh, interested in, how we were spending our money. And then I just became obsessed with that line item for groceries and consumables because mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you what we bought. We spent seven, $800 right. and you'd say, well, Josh, what did you buy? I'm like, I don't know. I, right. I uh, Let me look in the fridge, I guess. I don't know, but it's like, <laughs> really? We spent that much money? That's a big ticket item. And so, yeah, so I created a formula basically that allowed me to find the absolute best deals and get groceries for 60, 70% off. And I ended up creating a website out of that. And that then I started reaching out to all of the local media. I had a background in media as well. I was a okay. I was a DJ. I was a DJ actually in the what? Navy. I was, I was. I was in the United States Navy. And I was, you remember uh, Good Morning Vietnam? 
Yes. Yep. So I was I was an Adrian Cronauer. I that's what I did. And you just I, took my breath away. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually got to meet Adrian Cronauer too. And he was um that was a very interesting experience. I'll have to share that sometime. Uh but uh and, and I did video news journalism. So I was very, very familiar with that world. And so when I as I was launching Savings Angel, I just started reaching out to every newspaper and I knew the language, I knew exactly what they were looking for, and that basically it just exploded Savings Angel pretty much overnight. I'm sorry. I This is my interview of you, Blythe. No. I'm so sorry. You asked me a question I'm so passionate about because I, I love this medium and I love what I do. And I can tell that you and Dr. Hinnish love what you do as well. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And so when people tune into your podcast, tell me what they'll hear. People who tune into Cut the Fat Podcast will learn the initial steps that it takes to get your life in order. So rather than just telling people how to do it, what to eat, when to eat, how to exercise, when to exercise, what to do, you know, what exercises to do, we teach people from the very bottom. So you start by writing down what you plan to do. Basically, our podcast episodes one through three, we have, we call it the initial toolbox. And we talk a lot about how to get yourself started where mm. to get the motivation from, and how to just take that first step. Just put your shoes on, lace them up. Don't even worry about going anywhere yet. Just get them on your feet. I love That's that. where we start. I love that. And and so now that I've got the shoes on the feet, then what? Well, we will take you through how to start with the nutrition because most people are unaware how important nutrition is. And, you know, I've said several times um, – in all of our podcasts that nutrition is really 80% of the equation of Mm -hmm. getting fit and living a healthier lifestyle. Nutrition plays 80%. Exercise is only 20%. And you know, a lot of times when people go, um, they go to their yearly checkup, maybe and they find out that they, um, their blood pressure has gone up or, or they've been put on high blood pressure medication Mm -hmm. or they, they've got the warning from the doctor that if you don't do something now, you're going to be put on high blood pressure medication. What's the first thing that they usually come home saying? Oh, oh the I'm... doctor says I need to walk. Yeah, right, right. Right? So I'm going to get a treadmill. I'm going to make a purchase. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to buy some new shoes. It doesn't even start there. If they go home and take some of the suggestions from your podcast episode number 48, making some lateral shifts, maybe just take the cheese out of your diet. Maybe swap out some of your um, dips for hummus. Making healthier choices, adding fiber to your diet, taking out some of the processed refined carbohydrates, those are the things that will make the biggest change and the quickest change. Hmm. Then you incorporate exercise. Wow. So many of my personal training clients over the years, our conversation goes this way. Hey, Blythe, how are you? Can I sign up for training? And I'll say, absolutely. Well, I'm going to sign up next week because what I'd really like to do is do, um, you know, lose like five pounds doing cardio and then we can start lifting weights. And that's usually how the conversation goes. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You take this week off from the gym, go home and prepare your food for an entire week. I'll give you some recipes. I'll, you know, I, I prefer people batch cook, especially, you know, busy people who either work, a- you know, cook enough food. For the week, if you're going to sit there and cook breakfast, you might as well cook for five days worth. Pack it up in the fridge. That way, everything is take and go. You are good to go. It really, really does start in the kitchen. 
So Blythe, I was just on an industry call. We were looking at statistics of where people are spending their money, how they're spending their money at the grocery store. And more and more, it just continues to increase is people are just stressed. They have no time. Time is just, we are just, have less and less and less time. And so as a result, the the amount of dollars being spent at restaurants is just completely skyrocketing. Wow. I mean, people, yeah. So that's why I love the, the, this message of meal planning because, you know, I've got a neighbor who really struggles with time. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really, I mean, they both work. They both work very hard. They've got two young kids, but they eat out pretty much every single meal. And as a result, they spend more than $2,000 a month oh eating out. I know. I know. I, I've mentioned this a couple of times. I'm so hoping she doesn't listen to this show. Well, <laughs> anyway, we can hopefully we can all learn from this. Yes. Yes. And you know, one of my favorite, and I'm just going to throw this out there. One of my absolute favorite I'm going to give you my favorite breakfast and I'm going to give, give you my favorite dinner batch recipes because they are so simple. Yes. It'll take me 10 seconds to get it out. Um, I've got a protein pancake recipe where you can just times the huh. batch by five and make enough for the whole family um, for, you know, three to five days. Um, and you can find that on YouTube. It's Blythe's Protein Pancakes. And my favorite dinner one is a meatloaf. I've got a couple of recipes online um, for meatloaf. And and for those of you who don't like meatloaf, you can always substitute it for turkey. And, you know, it's so easy. You can make a huge one. It's enough dinner or lunch. You know, your hubby can take it to work. If you want to, if you're hard up, you can eat it for breakfast. But you're guaranteed a healthy Mm -hmm. choice of food. And you are guaranteed having food in the fridge that is just grab and go. You can take it with you. Blythe, how can we find those recipes? Because that that sounds great. You can just Google it. Especially the... Oh, so we just, but what do we Google to find your oh, recipe? Blythe's Protein Pancakes. Um, and Blythe is B-L-Y-T-H-E. That is correct. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah. I Yes, that's an, a different name, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it because it's almost been 40 years and I've been saying it. Um, you can Google Blythe's Protein Pancakes or you can go to our website, www.cutthefatpodcast.com and I've got several recipes available. You just click on the, the recipe tab or in the search bar, you can type in recipes and up pops. I've got recipes for homemade protein bars. Um, mm. Smoothie recipes, all sorts of stuff on there that are quick and easy because I'm a total realist. I am all about, you know, I've got three kids of my own. Um, I'm all about saving time, but I have to eat healthy. It's a rule I made yeah. for myself. I have to. Even if I go out to eat, I, I know that I can choose something healthy from the menu. I prefer not right. to because I'm a little bit of a savings type of person. I don't like to spend a lot of money at restaurants, you know, just for the service when I can do it on my own um, right. and have it ready to go and take it with me because it saves you the time of sitting in a restaurant because that takes time. So, wow. You know? So do you, you are committed to eating healthy. Do you, do you feel unhealthy when you eat something that's like, oh, you know, like, I guess, does it just not taste good to you or what is no. it that is the immediate like, ooh, no, that doesn't work for me. You know what? It's usually the feeling the day after. You know, when you, um, have one too many drinks and the next day you wake up and you're like, yeah, okay, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> that's how I feel when, you know, I eat a sleeve of Oreos before bed. I mean, Oreos are my vice. Do not think that I am the type of person that doesn't eat a bowl of ice cream or, you know, have a couple of Oreos. Life is just too short to, to deny yourself of those things. That, that is, I'm, like I said, I'm a realist. That is my true, um, thought. So, you know, I, 
you've got to plan those things into your week. You have got to reward yourself however you want to reward yourself. It might be with a manicure and a pedicure. It might be with, you know, six Oreos after lunch. I don't know what you want to do, but to keep it real and to really be full force with eating healthy and feeling great, you really do need to plan your nutrition. Wow. So what, I mean, Blythe, what do I do though if I have like an intense craving for ice cream? So like for, and ice cream is, is my vice, for example. Okay. And so I, I guess I, th- I think it's a little justification, but uh, if I really, really need to have it, I just try to have smaller portion sizes of it. And like I've taken, um, and really just like two, like small spoonfuls of ice cream, but I put it in between uh, a graham mm-hmm. cracker. And for that, for me, that is just as satiating as a large, a large bowl. Matter of fact, a large bowl, I could never do at this point in my life. I could when I was younger right. uh, and I did. And I think that's what led to my weight gain. But, um, <laughs> but, but what do you, how do you get rid of cravings? You know, okay. Well, let me, let me start from the very beginning. What you've already done is gone from the big bowl to the graham crackers with a couple of spoonfuls. That is making a lateral shift. So you're watching your portions Mm. and you found something that, like you said, is as satiating, but isn't, you know, the 800 calorie bowl of ice cream that you would have had previously. So what you've done is great. That's the first step. The second step would be see if you can make it just one night, just once, one time without that. And your resolve the next night will grow a little stronger. And by the third night will grow a little stronger. And if you can really hang out there for four or five days without it, the craving will tend to go away. Our bodies are really good at recognizing routine. And if it knows, okay, it's time for that graham cracker and a couple scoops of ice cream or a couple, you know, spoonfuls of ice cream. It's time. It's after dinner. It's eight o'clock. Ding, ding, ding. Your body's waiting for that. (laughs) That's part of the craving. It's like a physiological thing. So if you can... If you can just pull yourself away, maybe preoccupy yourself. Maybe for those five days, you say, you know what? My wife and I are going to go out for a walk or, or I'm going to go for just a quick, a quick 20 minute bike ride. Or here's a trick for you. I'm going to brush and floss my teeth. And if I can go without that tonight, I'll be good. And you know what? Sometimes brushing and flossing has just saved me because I don't want to <laughs> do it again. I mean, I know that sounds like the silliest thing, but it really is a tip that, that I tell my clients about. Um, Mm. So if you can break that cycle for about five days, typically it becomes easier and easier and easier. And then, yes, you can go without. And then when you feel like it's safe, you can get back in there and try it and maybe reward yourself after you've made it, say, two weeks without. Maybe you've made it 10 or 14 days without. Have one and then know after that one, the next day, you're not going to have it. You tell yourself in advance, I'm not going to have it. So you don't feel deprived, but you feel like you're allowed to have it when it's scheduled in. Kind of mm. like, kind of like a budget, you know, you cannot spend more than what is in your piggy bank. Yeah. Yeah, I agreed. And, and also you can't eat what you don't have in the house. So <laughs> let's talk, let's talk about shopping. And, you know, I know that, that, that I don't eat ice cream blithe when it's not in the house. I just kind of shrug my, I look in the freezer, I shrug my shoulders and go, Oh, I guess we don't have any ice cream. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's funny and you can go without and then you're fine. It's out of your mind after that. Correct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But man, if it's in there, and I know it's in there, uh, it's calling my name. <laughs> you know, one of the biggest ways to stay to keep those things away is keep them out of the house. And I know Dr. Ray has mentioned that a couple of times in our podcast, that it takes more effort. Your brain knows that it takes more effort for you to get up, get your shoes on, get dressed, go to the grocery store, purchase some ice cream. By the time <laughs> you get home, it's halfway melted. 
and then it's just not as good. So you kind of talk yourself out of it. So if we can figure out a way to have it in the house and talk yourself out of it at the same time, you know, some people say yeah. out of sight, out of mind. That works. Maybe you put it in the freezer in the garage. But for everybody, the, the recipe is a little different. It sounds like for you, um, you know, not having it in the house works. Yeah. You know, and there are other triggers like my wife, if, if she knows that there's chocolate mm -hmm. in the house, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's her thing. And so, uh, if I, and sometimes I do, uh, have to buy it because I'll br be bringing it into TV the next day and talking about, ah, here's how you can get chocolate, you know, especially with, uh, Halloween coming yes. up and of course Valentine's Day. Uh, those are the times when I, you know, I do get good deals on those. And so I, I have to, I have to, in the name of research, Blythe, <laughs> I need to buy chocolate. So that I can, so that I can share with people how they could do it. But, um, yeah, when I do bring it in the house, my wife is like, okay, hide that in a yes. place that I'll never mm -hmm. find it. <laughs> and she knows that if she doesn't see it, she's good. <laughs> yeah. And so, Blythe, I really want to talk to you about calories because someone, and, and again, this is kind of what I'm, I think where I am right now in my okay. life is, and, and how I, well, let me just backtrack and, and just give you, let me tell you, let me kind of lower the curtain and tell you exactly, you know, kind of my background, my story as I was pretty much, I, I joined the Navy, very great shape. And then toward the end of that experience, started putting on weight, got married, put on a lot okay. of weight. And my first couple of years of marriage and, and to the point where as a five foot nine man, I was pushing 230 wow, pounds okay. and yeah, not so good. And, you know, so it's like I had this exterior that didn't match my interior. Yes. I felt on the inside, you know, I was just so committed to personal development, so committed to growth and so committed to, you know, just being a healthy person. But yet, you know, I wasn't showing the world that on the outside. Right. And so finally, you know, I tried so many things and most of them were very fad-ish and they didn't stick. They didn't last. And it wasn't until for me, you know, and again, I, I know everyone's different, but I grabbed the Lose It app and that, you know, and there are so many different ways you could track your calories. I know you write yours down, right? I you, do. You track yours in a notebook. I like to use MyFitnessPal as well. Um, a lot of my clients use mm -hmm. MyFitnessPal. Lose It is a great app, though. Absolutely in love with it. Um, I just have, I prefer reading on my fitness pal. I, I like the way the app yeah. is set up. So for my brain, that yeah. works well. But um, yeah. writing it down works well for me. I'm I'm old school. I was going to say I'm old. I don't want to say old. I'll add school on the end of that. Um, I, writing it down works really, really well for me. Just chicken scratch so I'm I can sure. look at it. That, you know, like leaves an imprint in my brain. So that's what you started doing. You got the Lose It app. Yeah. So, and you know, I like that you write it down because here's the thing that I found that happened. Now, I was definitely, you know, I had a calorie goal and a nutritional goal that I was trying to meet. But the act of uh, noting it mm -hmm. down or writing it down made me so much more conscious of what I was eating. And there were many times, and I gave my permi myself permission to eat mm -hmm. anything. You can eat anything you want. You just need to track yes. it. <laughs> and ultimately, yes, I mean, you have a, you know, you kind of have a range of, you know, where you want to hit calorie wise to make sure that you're progressing forward. Mm -hmm. And there were so many times, Blythe, when I said, okay, yeah, I could eat that. I could grab a handful of that or a handful of mm -hmm. that. And I wouldn't do it because I'd say, well, 
yeah, it's whatever. It would be fine. I could totally do it. I give myself permission mm-hmm. to do it. I'm not restricting myself, but I don't want to have to write it down. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm really proud of where my I, my score, you know, I, I consider it, you know, my score for the mm-hmm. day. Um, I was really proud of where I was. I was on track. I'm like, ooh, I, want, I really want to show a good deficit today. Now, I know that this necessarily may not be the best way to do it, but I really dropped my calories very, very okay. low. And now... I was actually able to, Blythe, one of the temptations that couponers have, let me just share this, is because you can get such phenomenal deals on everything, uh, you're getting like 70, 80, 90% off your Mm -hmm. groceries. The temptation is, and I did this in my first few weeks, I would be buying Sara Lee pies and all these, oh my gosh, you just, why? Because I'm getting it for like 50 cents, are you kidding me? Yeah. yeah, We all love a good deal. Buy one, get one free. Are you kidding me? Why not? Stock up. Yeah, absolutely. So, but, you know, what I did is I really kind of started the couponing diet. And the couponing diet is that you save so much money on the things that, you know, don't have any calories in them. Your paper towel, your cleaning supplies, your, you know, your makeup, your healthy, whatever, you know, all of that stuff. And then you can also save a lot of money on different aspects of things, you know, frozen vegetables, for example. And there are, you know, in the middle of the store, there are a lot of things that you Mm -hmm. can use coupons for and save yourself some money. And so because we had that freed up money in our budget, I was then able to say, well, you know what? I'm going to take all of the savings now that I have that I didn't have before, but I'm going to invest it in the produce department. And so I ate, I tried to make like 80 plus percent of my food from the produce department, a lot of plant-based food. Yeah. And that worked for me. And, uh, you know, as a result, you know, over the course of a year, I dropped 60 pounds. Yeah. That's that's yeah. awesome. That's that is a great way for people who are eating whatever they want whenever they want to start. Mm, mm, you know, just making yeah. a shift from the processed refined foods to the right. produce, the real mother nature's best, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's a great bit of advice. I love that. So, so Blythe, I do want to ask you though about the, you know, calories, a calorie is a calorie, isn't it? Or I'd love your take on that. Oh, no, a calorie is not a calorie. And let me, let me put it this way. Well, in one aspect, a calorie is a calorie. And, and let me tell you, when tracking calories on an app such as uh, Lose It or MyFitnessPal, it all calculates the same. So at the end of the day, the number at the bottom of the screen says like, 1,232 calories. Maybe that was your total caloric intake for the day, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, for Monday, let's say. And Tuesday, you ate everything from the produce department. Say, say Monday, you ate whatever you want. Tuesday, you eat everything from the produce department and your caloric intake is 1,354 calories. Mm-hmm. You did the same 30 minute walk both days. So your activity level is identical. You will do better on the produce day. On, on the Tuesday than you would on the Monday mm-hmm. as far as weight loss goes. And here's why. There's more fiber um, and your body is able to process those foods easier than it would be able to process, say, a Hostess cupcake. Those are yeah. chemically manufactured. Those are not real calories. You know, I'm I'm the type of person that I don't care if you eat vegan. I don't care if you um, aren't a huge advocate for protein. But if you can eat mm-hmm. real live foods, you can lose weight. It's all about, it really goes down to 
hormonal balance and the way your body receives the data that you are plugging into it. Data being the food. And what comes out are the hormones. You trigger certain hormones in your body. And I know that you've talked about this because you talk about um, cortisol levels, um, stress, and and all of yeah. those things in our daily life. And you create more stress on your body by plugging in artificial foods or processed refined foods than hmm. you do eating a natural food. So if you think back to like, you know, I'm not a paleo pusher at all. Um, there is certainly something to be said about um, eating food picked from the earth. So if it can be picked from the earth, mm -hmm. yes, you can eat it. Um, and that includes, you know, animal proteins and things like that. Um, but, you know, if you're given the choice between a protein bar and an apple, I would say eat the apple. It's real. It's whole. Your body can process it. You won't have any adverse hormonal effects from the apple. That's the way to go. You know, if you're not sure, just start asking yourself, was this picked from the earth? So if you look at a potato or three slices of bread for dinner, which one would you pick? Hmm. Interesting. Which one would you pick? Yeah, well, I would take the potato. I would love to take the mm -hmm. potato, sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, because the potato comes natural from the ground. Bread does not grow up out of the ground. It's processed. No. Especially, especially white bread. Yes, yeah, especially <laughs> white bread. So, so that is kind of my take on um, beginning to make healthier nutritional choices. Um, a calorie is not a calorie because... They are processed differently in your body. Interesting. So if you're eating a diet, so I just want to yeah, rephrase please. this for, for my own understanding. So if you are eating a diet that's rich in stuff where your body, you feed it and your body goes, hmm, oh yeah, I know what mm -hmm. this stuff is. Yeah, it's easy. Mm -hmm. We could take care Absolutely. of that. As opposed to something where your body is like, whoa, wow, this is interesting. Yeah, what hmm, is this? I, we... need, to I yeah. need to create some more bile. I need to, whoa, this is, you know, this is really hard to digest. It's full of chemicals. Um, and then all of a sudden you have a cortisol release because your body's stressing out. So people, there are a lot of people out there who are hypersensitive to caffeine, yet they wake up every yep. morning and have a cup of coffee and they cannot understand why they can't lose weight. Okay. You know, it causes adrenal fatigue. There are so many things that are triggered by what we put into our body that, that you just got to start with a baseline. And the baseline is from the earth, natural picked foods. And a lot of people, you know, who don't eat that way yet, think that foods picked from the earth just don't taste as good. And you got to, you know, kind of talk yourself through the first week or so. After you make it through the first week without that ice cream sandwich or without that hostess cupcake or without the Oreos, mm -hmm. you start to realize that, oh my gosh, those strawberries tasted delicious today. And it's not that the strawberries mm -hmm. taste better. Yeah. It's that you're, you're getting rid of all that hyper-flavored food junk that is in your brain and in your body, all of those chemicals are starting to be filtered out. And now you're down to the real nitty gritty and you start to feel better. Things start to taste better. And your whole life as a whole takes a turn for the better. Less stress. I've noticed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was going to say, I've noticed that when you, uh, especially with sugar, when you cut your sugar mm -hmm. out and then like you do eat something that is high in sugar, it's like, whoa, wow, that's too yeah. sweet. It's, you, you really kind of taste the, um, Oh, it's just almost, it's just very, it almost burns yes. going down your throat. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how quickly our body adapts? Really, it, it takes a week or so, um, to get off of those hyper flavored Doritos and, you know, things that, things that are just hyper, mm. super duper flavory. And the reason we resort to those foods is because there are number one, so many available. And number two, because they just keep making things taste better and better. But I'm not going to say the better they taste, the more chemical, 
compound is put in them. But a lot of times, mm -hmm. if you're always going for the flavor blasted goldfish for your kids and things like that, you know, just yeah. rewind and go back to the plain old pretzels. Your kids will adjust. They'll be fine. But that's taking a step in the right direction. Hmm. All right. So you brought it up. And so I really want to talk about this, Bly, because I, I have had experience with this. My whole adult life, I've been on the caffeine roller coaster. Mm -hmm. And my uh, caffeine of choice has been energy drinks and so soda uh, a while ago. I haven't I haven't really consumed regular soda in quite a while. But energy drinks, oof, man. And Can I ask and what so, type? Are they like fizzy, oh, like... No, not necessarily. They'd be like Rockstar or the Monster ones. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it would have, it would be very, very high in, I guess, citric acid and uh, it would be loaded with caffeine mm -hmm. and, you know, a, a, a half a penny's worth of vitamins okay. or whatever they put in there to convince you that, oh, this is good for right. you. <laughs> a half a penny's worth. Um, I like that. Yeah. So what's interesting, Blythe, and this is pretty recent, uh, about a month ago, I said, okay, I, I've stopped, I've started, I've stopped, I've started. And I looked, I track my weight. I've been tracking my weight almost every single day. And I use a Withings scale. Okay. And it's so cool because I have like three years of data that I can look at. And I can kind of say, well, what was I doing then? And it seems like when I was off the juice, <laughs> um, as far as caffeine, yeah. it seemed like I, I had a more of a downward trend on average. Okay. And you know, what's really interesting. So last month, I I quit. Uh, I quit drinking energy drinks. Actually, I was only even just drinking the Mio, but they were loaded. They had the caffeine. Okay. And I, so I was drinking a lot too. I mean, I'm, I'm just like constantly drinking. And so the only change I made is I said, well, I, I really like, um, the Mio flavor, water flavorings. Um, and I'm going to change the, I'm going to not use the caffeine okay. ones. And that change alone, and that's the only thing I did. I didn't change my exercise. I didn't change my diet. Nothing. And within two weeks, I dropped two and a half pounds. Whereas my weight had been very, very sluggish before. And it's not, it wasn't just like a, you know, one day you're two and a half pounds less. And I mean, it's consistently, it has not gone up. And so that it, it, to me, it feels like real, that was a real weight loss of two and a half pounds. And so um, now, I mean, I've, I'm kind of flat there, but I'd love for you to talk more about uh, the effect of, uh, caffeine on our adrenals and how that can impact weight Absolutely. loss. Absolutely. This, we can just rewind to where I just had the cupcake discussion versus the produce. Um, the, what you put in your body is data for your body to process and how it's going wow. to burn those calories. So when you put caffeine in your body, and this is my guess of what probably is happening with you. It's putting strain on your adrenal glands, whether it's burning them out or not from the amount of caffeine you're having, I, I couldn't say, but it's putting stress nonetheless. Yeah. And in people who are sensitive to caffeine, it might take one cup of coffee. To people who aren't as sensitive, it might take a couple of monsters and some caffeine filled Mio, <laughs> but it <laughs> triggers cortisol. So caffeine intake triggers cortisol and cortisol actually triggers sodium sodium um, and water retention. So with hmm. that, your weight could fluctuate. Um, I don't know what your weight is now, but you're five foot nine, I would say somewhere between like five and seven pounds. You could you could fluctuate just due to sodium and water retention. Oh, interesting. Yeah, elevated cortisol levels also trigger insulin resistance. So if you have an issue with insulin resistance or, or kind of being stuck at a weight and 
not being able to move anywhere, that could be an issue as well. So uh, mm. do you sleep better now without? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, you know, and, uh, you know, I thought it was, you know, I didn't know what it was. But, you know, even though I would stop drinking caffeine, maybe around three, four o'clock, uh, I would still lay in bed at wake and my mind would just be mm-hmm. going. And now, I, you know, I, I it really would stop, tried to stop drinking caffeine very early, but I would still, um, n- now without it, I, I really, when I lay down, I'm out within a few minutes, and that is just so unusual for yeah. me. I mean, I'm used to laying in bed, playing on the iPad, uh-huh. reading, and, you know, just for, you know, and I will for watching a, a TV show before I go to bed. And, and of course, that's not good for you mm-hmm. either to, you know, as far as winding down goes, but it, it kind of perpetuates the problem. But yeah, I mean, now when I lay down in bed, it's to go to okay, sleep. <laughs> that's awesome. You know, it, that has oh, to yeah. do with the um, insulin resistance. So, let me hmm. let me just challenge you with something, Josh. Are you prepared for a little challenge? I, absolutely. <laughs> okay. First, first before I before I present the challenge at you, tell me what you're doing in place of the energy drinks. Uh, so lots and lots okay. of water with lemon, and um, also I've been getting the uh, stevia sweetened lemonade oh, okay. packs, uh-huh. and which I love. Okay. I, I some people I know don't like stevia. Uh, it's fine with me. And and then I'll usually just put like just a little bit of 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 one of those little flavor enhancer mios or whatever, just to kind of because it, I find that if it's only stevia, then it is. Um, I, it, 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 I definitely do taste it, but if I add just like a, just a little bit, it, now it's got like Ace K and um, sucralose. Mm-hmm. I think would be the sweeteners, and I know that's not ideal, um, but that's. But I drink, you know. Again, I, I try and keep it very light. It's it's not. I mean, if you were to drink it, you'd probably go, "Ew!" It's like I only taste like just it's a like little flavored, bit flavored, but so not quite flavored. It's like yeah, colored exactly. Water, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, right. how much and of that so, do you think you drink in a day? If you had to measure your overall water intake oh my gosh like two gallons probably a gallon and a half yeah i know it's a lot but i mean it's just like constantly and as soon as i run out i'm like running downstairs it's that's like my um productivity thing it's like oh i run out of water that's my chance to get up out of my seat walk Mm -hmm. around say hi to everybody get my water and then ice water and then come back to the uh, well you know what's fantastic about that is whenever i am telling people what is the absolute first step for me to lose weight get my hormones balanced so this weight just falls off me drink more water that's the number one Mm. so the challenge Mm. i was going to give you was going to be drink more water but since you're already there (laughs) my challenge for you is going to be drink more naked water. We're going to call it naked water. Now, naked water can be lime, lemon. You can add ice. You can have all those things. Try and leave out the sweeteners and see what happens. If you can do that, try it for two weeks and see if you may drop another couple of pounds. I'm just going to guess. We can even make a bet if you want to. (laughs) Mm, All right. (laughs) We can make a money bet if you want. Or I have to, you have to guest appear on one of my podcasts. Maybe that'll be the bet. If I win. And hey, I will ret- I will do it and I will return and report. That's How's that? awesome. That's super exciting. I want to see what happens to you after two weeks. Keep tracking it on your Lose It app. Is that what mm-hmm. you're currently using? Lose It? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's got a, yeah. a great, like a trending weight on it where you can, you don't necessarily see what you drop on a particular day, but it shows the trend. I would love to see where you're yes. at two weeks from now. 
without okay, the sweetener. I will do it, Blythe. I will do it, and I'll and I'll let everybody listening know exactly what happened as well. So, um, so I'm cutting out the um, the lemonade, st- uh, the stevia mm-hmm. lemonade stuff, uh, and, and the mio. also, and especially the mio, yeah, because that does have ace K and sucralose, and that's not ideal. I know, and it's got the coloring yes. in it too. I try to get the ones that don't have coloring. I mean, like I don't, I please, I don't need the coloring. Right? No, 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 no. But it, it's kind of a physiological thing. You know, it's in there. Yeah. You think it's going to taste better. You drink it, and you're like, eh, uh-huh. yeah, there's flavoring in there. I can taste it, but see yeah. if you can go without. Let's see what happens. I'm going to guess. Okay. You'll, I'm going to say three pounds. I'm going to say three pounds in the next 14 days. If you started today, 14 days from today. Okay. Everyone listening, keep listening, and I will report the results of this at the end of this program. And uh, oh, Blythe, well, I'm excited to try it. I'm excited. I'm to excited try it. for hey, you. For three pounds for three pounds, really? I mean, I think a lot of us are like, yeah, I'd be so happy if I could, you know, drop three pounds just from one simple change, uh, uh, you know, like that. There are a lot of little lateral shift changes that you can make in your diet that will have return big results. Now you've mm. you've made one of them. One of them was dropping the caffeine just to see how you do, yeah. and that was right. successful for you. Um, so if if you're somebody out there that plugs a bunch of caffeine, maybe you can't go cold turkey, <laughs> but you know wean yourself off it, and and that should work for you. Give your adrenals a break. Yeah, you know? right, right. Uh, do you think the adrenals are affected by? Uh, uh, things other than oh well yes the caffeine right right that's yes what you're yes to, the, the, caffeine. the caffeine for yeah. you in this case I would say probably insulin resistance just from the artificial sweeteners and things mm, yeah yeah and Blythe can you talk to me about carbs are carbs evil no that's the answer <laughs> the answer is no okay good but, all right moving on but, moving on but, thank but, you <laughs> um, there are difference in carbs so you can either have well, I'm just gonna attack the Oreos okay there's an Oreo versus a banana. They're both carbs. Which one should I eat? Well, you pick the banana. Now, there are a lot of people out there who totally overdo the carbs, which is why I absolutely love my fitness pal and lose it. And this is in no means a plug for either of those. They're just very, very simple to use. And I urge people who aren't logging their food to find an app like that and enter your food. Have a look at the ratio of carbohydrates to proteins to fats that you're getting in. And I know a lot of times Ray and I um, talk about a ratio to start at would be about 40% carbohydrates, 40% fats, and I mean, 40% protein and 20% fat. So a 40, 40, Mm. 20 split is what we call it. Um, Mm. AKA the zone diet. That was a zone diet way back when they made bars that were a 40, 40, 20 split. Basically Mm -hmm. all you're doing the main focus you need to have is make sure that your carbohydrates and your proteins are equal. So if you're going to have 20 grams of carbohydrates at a meal, also try to get in 20 grams of protein at a meal. That will help with your blood sugar yeah. levels. It'll help keep um, things balanced. You won't feel as hungry. Um, a lot of people totally overeat in carbohydrates, so it will be difficult at first. But once you start paying attention and you get a good idea of how to do it, it will pay off to no end. You know, I, and I, and you mentioned, I, I think the biggest challenge with that and with me has always been making sure that I'm getting enough protein in that formula. That's always where I seem to be having to make very, very conscious choices to make sure that I'm getting enough protein because I think it's really easy to get the carbs and the fat. Very easy. Uh, mm-hmm. But that protein, I think, is, has been elusive for me, and I really find that I have to structure my meals to make sure that I'm getting enough mm-hmm. of that. 
And and I'd really love to talk about metabolism okay. as yeah. well. And and I think there are some people who say, well, I just I have a screwed up metabolism. Mm-hmm. It is can you have a screwed up metabolism? You can. Um, let's just let's just go back to the adrenal glands. Um, for somebody who has been an avid coffee drinker or monster slash you know energy drink drinker for the last two years, let's just say you've you've just gone totally just incorporated that into your diet. You have no plans of stopping anytime soon. Yes, that can create a problem. Um, metabolism, like bone dry, just cut to the bone, is based mm-hmm. on the amount of muscle tissue that you have, which is why BMI is so important. BMI right. is the amount of muscle tissue versus body fat that resides on your body. Um, say your body fat is 28% and you know that it should be around maybe 24 you know, 22, 24% to be in the healthy range. For you to lose 6% body fat, you have got to speed up your metabolism. One of the ways to do that is by incorporating more protein into your diet and doing resistance training. Now, resistance training does not mean you have to go to the gym and pump a bunch of iron. Resistance training can also be body weight exercises. You can do um, push-ups, planks, sit-ups, mountain climbers. I mean, there are a host of exercises that you can do in the privacy of your own home or in the yoga studio at the gym that are classified as resistance exercises, um, walking lunges, standing squats. And as these things become easier, you will need to incorporate, you know, maybe some hand weights to make it a little, a little more challenging because you have to keep pressing to keep your body, you know, it adapts so quickly to keep your body changing. You have to keep changing the routine and changing the routine can be as simple as, um, if you're going to do walking lunges across your yard, grab a two pound weight in each hand and do walking lunges for the next two weeks with a two pound weight in each hand. And it will make it more of a challenge. As long as you keep your body Hmm. adding muscle, working the muscle, burning up the stored glycogen that is in your muscle tissue from eating carbohydrates and, um, you know, all the calories that we ingest store in our muscles initially, whatever's not used Mm -hmm. ends up being stored in fat cells. So, you know, those unspent calories will be spent, number one. And number two, the sugars that were stored in your muscle will now be replaced by the protein that you are eating. Hmm. And I like that you were talking about, you know, mixing up your routine as well. We do what's called muscle confusion. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to keep it confused. You know, I I usually tell people um, to try to incorporate HIIT training, high intensity interval training into their daily life, maybe three, four times a week. If you can take 20 minutes out of your day, um, run down one sidewalk and then walk back, maybe sprint another time and walk back. You do that five or six times, um, five or six times in a row, three or four days a week, you will make change bar none. It will happen. Yes. Blythe, I am such a huge fan of HIIT training. My own experience is I've run a couple of marathons and I will usually gain weight when I train for a mm-hmm. marathon. And I've heard that that's not unusual. It's not unusual. But, but when I'm very uh, consistent with my HIIT training, oh my gosh, it's just, I feel better. I mean, it really works me. My speed improves. My health improves. I just, I, I really, it's amazing if you're doing HIIT training. I mean, even, is it, is it Tabata or is it? Ten, Tabata, is it, yeah. 
Tabata, yes. yes. Oh my gosh. It's like a, what, a, a one two-minute yes. workout or something like that. <laughs> Holy cow, I get off the treadmill and I'm like, whoa. It's crazy, isn't it? They're, as far yes. as like the, the old complaint of not having enough time to exercise, that goes right out the window with Tabata training, HIIT training. There are so many things out there if you want to find them. Can you explain what Tabata training is for, for those who there don't know? There are 20 second intervals that you can do. Now, I like to do it with a punching bag. Tabata training mm. is 20 seconds of all out, just as hard as you can go, and a 20 second rest. 20 seconds again, all you can go, just punching at that bag, 20 second rest. Do it again. I am telling you, you can burn like 400 calories in about five minutes. It is crazy. Now, I like to mix yeah. up the exercises. I'll do um, maybe kicks for 20 seconds and do that, you know, for like a, a minute interval. And then I'll do body punches to the bag. I'll do uppercuts for a minute. Just change up the angle of the exercise and you're getting a whole new workout. Wow. Yeah. And why do you, uh, what is it about HIIT training that makes it so effective? When you are pushing your body to the brink and, and escalating your heart rate, it's that fight or flight reaction that you get. Your body releases adrenaline. You've all of a sudden got power to do things. that It's one of our built-in instincts. And if you can bring that to the surface, if you can t bring that to call, you can actually dip into your fat stores. Your body is re totally resistant to burning fat as fuel. But if you are caught in a fight or flight, or you force yourself into a fight or flight response, your body will immediately dip into fat stores and burn fat. And that's very wow. hard to get your body to do. But if you can, if you can push yourself through that, you can do anything. Mm, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and it, uh, it is, you know, when I get done with a really good hit workout, it's just so rewarding. And, you know, because it is only by, uh, you know, a, a hit workout is only 20 minutes. I, you know, what keeps me from exercising, and I think what keeps a lot of people from exercising is they, it's time. It's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's going to take me an hour. Then it's going to take me, you know, 30 minutes on either end to get ready and then shower off afterwards. So now we're talking like two hours out of my day or an hour and a half out of my day where, you know, if you're only talking 20 minutes, um, and, and you just do anything. And it's an effective in, in, in 20 minutes. Formula. It's yeah. a super mm. effective 20 minutes. If you, if you have in the past spent hours in the gym, you can afford the 20 minutes. You know, you might be, you might be there for an hour total. If you get yourself ready in 20 minutes, work out for 20 minutes and shower and get yourself dressed again in 20 minutes, that's one hour of your time. So you're saying this is more effective than grabbing a magazine, going on the elliptical, yes, reading your absolutely. magazine, and just <laughs> now there are times where we just don't feel as motivated. Um, maybe you have a sprained ankle and you can't do hit training. Don't write it out of your program. Go to the yeah. gym. You know, go go on the elliptical for 20 minutes because as long as you stay moving, it's better than sitting on the couch. I say sprained ankle yeah. because that happened to me recently. I took my dog. <laughs> For a jog oh, no. and he darted out in front of me and I, I really, I fell. I mean, I'm almost 40 years old and falling is just not, it's just not happening at this age. Oh, and I no, sprained right. my ankle and I, I broke my pinky, but you know what? It didn't stop me. I got on the recumbent bike. I had my ankle wrapped up. As long as you stay moving, you will feel great. 
You know, that's uh, that's a, that's something that I've noticed. You know, I've been very, very sensitive to making sure that I protect myself from injury yes. because, you know, I, I made the mistake and this was a few a couple months ago and I'm still suffering from it. I was really trying to up my bench press, what mm-hmm. I could do. I wanted to get to uh, I wanted to try and get back up to 200 okay. pounds. And I'm so I'm liking the I goal made, setting, Josh. I'm liking it. Yeah. Yeah. Except I went too far too fast. And I I also usually had been just working working on dumbbells. And I thought, well, I'm going to do the Smith machine because that's, you know, it's more controlled and I could probably lift a lot more. Well, I really wasn't used to that. And yeah. yeah, And I, I really put on, um, I I think it was like 25 pounds more (laughs) just because in, and what I usually do is I do, um, more repetitions. I usually do, um, two reps of 10 and, or two sets, two sets of 10 um, reps, Mm -hmm. reps, I guess. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, so this one, I'm just going to be, oh, I'm just going to do three as heavy as I possibly mm-hmm. could. And I got off um, and something broke. <laughs> yeah, you probably tore a muscle and, uh, or something. I, oh. yep. I, so I've got tendonitis oh. in my elbow. And it's, I mean, here we are like three months later and I'm still like, oh. Yeah. So we have to be very careful because I can, you know, I've done, been doing other mm-hmm. things and, you know, just ramping up the cardio and stuff and trying to work around it. But still, it's, it's frustrating. It is frustrating. That's why it is yeah. so important to be safe. <laughs> Maybe don't take yeah. your dog on hit training with you. <laughs> I learned the lesson the hard way. <laughs> yeah. Now, as a mom, tell me about how you encourage healthy eating in your home. Is it a challenge for you? Absolutely. <laughs> I have two little boys. Um, one is six and one is nine. And my daughter is actually grown up 18 now. Um, mm. So it's, I don't see her for eating as often as I used to, but I have absolutely instilled. I get to see some of, some of the, um, outcome of what I, what I am still continuing to do with my kids. So I see what she chooses on a daily basis. And I'm proud to say that she she eats a lot healthier than most of her, um, friends. Um, but it is not a fight, but it is a discussion that we have every single day. I do give my kids the protein pancakes for breakfast every morning because really Mm -hmm. to start the day off right. And I'm not just talking about right in terms of socially acceptable right. I'm talking about right as far as basing your day on making healthy choices for the rest of the day. If you eat a high protein, um, high carbohydrate breakfast, you are more apt to make better choices throughout the day. That's, hmm. that's just hmm. scientifically proven. Yeah. Um, but yes, I give my kids protein pancakes. They, they do like to have sodas and they do drink Gatorade and they do love that Mio stuff. I don't put it in their lunch because at lunch I know they're stuck <laughs> and I know they have to eat whatever I put in their lunchbox. Um, I always, yeah. you know, cheese sticks, fruit. Um, I usually put some mixed nuts in there. Um, and I always just give them a bottle of water to drink and then, um, a sandwich, you know, kids, I give them whole, whole wheat bread. Um, Kids are kind of trapped, especially when they're in elementary school, as far as being able to get food. So the only real time I worry is when they go to an after-school care program and they usually serve them something like cookies or yeah, um, juice right. boxes, you know, things like that. And and those things are okay in limited quantities. Again, they're kids. They're a lot more active um, than adults are. So it's not a huge concern. But if you can control two of their three or four meals throughout the day, you have got a good start. And most parents out there do have that control. They just don't feel like 
fighting with their kids. I would say if if you're trying to get your kids on a healthier track, start them out with something healthy for breakfast. You know, just find something that they enjoy, whether it's cottage cheese, whether it's waffles or something like that. Incorporate just a little bit of protein. Maybe give them, I actually give my my kids a little bit of whey protein or soy protein mixed in with their carnation instant breakfast. If they ever have that, it mm-hmm. is full of sugar. But if you add protein in there, it affects their bloodstream a little bit differently. It affects the the oh. insulin release a little differently than if you were just to give them the carnation instant breakfast. So sometimes yeah. when we're in a rush, I do that. Incorporate protein. If your kids eat eggs, um, you can always add an egg to the regular, you know, Bisquick protein or the Bisquick pancakes, but that'll add protein to the pancakes. So your kids are getting a little more of a square meal. Hmm. So Blythe, if I, I want to ask if you have, let's say you have a child and, and the child is struggling with obesity <laughs> in some way. How do you have that conversation with them? Or if you see them eating unhealthy foods, because you don't want to, you don't want to create something no. that doesn't need to be there. You don't want them to develop more unhealth, any kind of shame right. or guilt, but you want them to be very conscious. Right. You don't how want do to you, ridicule. How do you address this? Yes. Oh my gosh. No. You know, and they're probably ridiculed at school already anyway. Um, I think the best thing to do when it comes to dealing with children is ask them how they feel. So say your child is begging to have a soda after you pick them up from school. And you mm-hmm. say, well, you know, okay, let's, let's run a test. Let's see how you feel after drinking that soda. Talk to them five minutes after drinking the soda and then talk to them a half an hour after drinking the soda. Point out the behavioral differences because there are behavioral differences. They will have that initial sugar rush. Even if it is mm-hmm. a diet soda, believe it or not, they still get a major insulin spike. And yeah. ask them how they feel. Sit down and have a conversation with your child. And then, you know, 30 or 45 minutes later, even if it's a couple of hours later, ask them how they feel. They're probably really thirsty. They probably, uh, maybe their stomach is a little upset. That is all, explain how that is the result of drinking something like soda. And instead of taking, you know, drinks out completely, you know, and making them resort to water, make a lateral shift. Maybe do the water bottle with some Mio in it. Give them something that will satisfy the flavor that they want for now. And then, you know, start, start taking the sodas out. There are, there are shifts that parents need to become responsible for without the children knowing exactly why. So Mm. if your child is old enough to understand, I would say like 10 and up, if they're old enough to understand and have a conversation with, well, this is why we're not drinking soda anymore. These are the things that it does. And, and if you don't know as a parent, do the research. You know, if you're concerned that your, your child likes to eat a bowl of ice cream before dinner every night, explain to them that filling up the gas tank right before you put it to bed or right before you park it in the garage Mm -hmm. is not a good idea. But if you want to fill your gas tank first thing in the morning, you know, that's that's a different idea. And odds are that kids aren't going to want a bowl of ice cream for breakfast. I would never give them the option because they would say (laughs) yes, just because. But, you know, if you kind of put it into perspective for them, educate your children on why it is important to eat complex carbohydrates in the morning. It gets their brain working for school. Uh, Why it's important to incorporate proteins because, you know, how grandma or grandpa had diabetes or, you know, your friend's mom maybe has diabetes. Well, to to prevent that from happening to our family, we make sure that we get protein in with our carbohydrates at each meal because it it will prevent us or at least prohibit um, diabetes having the onset. You know, maybe you can explain um, genetics and things like that with your children. It's it's important to educate mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. to know and and 
understanding why we drink water to rehydrate. Kids learn those things in about third grade. They learn that your body is made up of a large percentage of water. And, you know, science is fun for kids. You talk to them about cells and how they carry the water and how the molecules in your body, you know, everything is just firing in your brain and you're such a smart, bright kid. We want to make sure that you're, you know, the fastest one out there or you're the smartest one out there or you know, encourage them and, and let them know that water is a great assistance in that, as is exercise and eating healthy, you know, making healthy food choices. Mm, I love that. And Blythe, I want to close by asking you, what does abundance mean to you? Abundance. The initial word that comes to mind is fulfillment mm-hmm. or fulfilling. As far as like fitness, nutrition, calories goes, yeah. is mm-hmm. being able to enough and feel satisfied without gaining weight. And my goal for everybody, every person I encounter, letting them live a comfortable life, eating plenty of food, being at a weight that they are comfortable with and can manage. So getting in as many calories as possible without gaining weight. You do not have I to be that. on a 600 calorie diet to lose weight. Well, that sounds great to me. And then um, could you just, I, I want to paint a picture, uh, you know, from my own experience, when I dropped the weight, it was my whole life improved in so many ways. And and I believe that that was a part of being able to enjoy more physical abundance. And as mm-hmm. a result, I mean, there are just so many areas of my life improved. I could sleep better. I could play with my kids more without getting tired. I was just more motivated to play mm-hmm. with my kids and to do outdoorsy type vacation activities. I mean, we, this summer we went hiking in the Smokies and, you know, we mm-hmm. went, you know, we did something, we all, you know, we wanted to do something very arduous. Last mm-hmm. summer we hiked uh, dunes and these dunes in, in northern Michigan were, I mean, they were incredible, but Mountains. there were exactly. And there were, there were certain people who were willing to just stand at the base of the mountain and look and say, hmm, look at all those people. And yeah. then there were, I'm, I'm getting emotional now because, <laughs> and I'm sure you have this happen, but. And this is my first time crying, but this is this is a very emotional subject for me. But to be able to stand at the base of that mountain and say, I'm in a position that I can do that now. Yeah. Um, With your kids alongside uh, them and show them. It is. You're going to make me cry. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't. (laughs) But it, it is just it's such a rewarding place to be in just to think that, you know, all it required was a year of being diligent. And it wasn't necessarily hard work, but it was diligence and it was being conscious and it was saying, I'm going to commit to these certain activities and I'm just going to be aware of my choices. Yes. And it was it was really all that. And then just making these small substitutions like you've talked about. And continuing to improve and finding new areas that, okay, now you're at this level. Like, I love this challenge that you've given me because mm-hmm. now, you know, if you were to ask me to go from energy drinks to water, I'd say, mm, boy, that's going to be hard. But <laughs> right. because I've done this in grades, 
you know, this is something I can I can go from Mio to water. That's no big deal. Yeah. I just want the water. I want the ice. You know, I want the really cold, uh, you know, cold ice water. So yeah. So thank you so much, Blythe. And can you uh, again? You shared earlier, but but please share with people how uh, they can learn more from from you and they can follow you and and where they can continue to grow and flourish by the work that you do. Okay, before I say that, Josh, I just want to say that our lives are so compartmentalized that we've got, I'm going to focus on work here. I'm going to focus on kids here. I'm going to focus on my fitness here. Mm. And we tend to um, put put those in in order, like we prioritize them. Usually work is one of the ones that comes first or children or family are, is another one. Um, but when you get your personal being in order through fitness, nutrition, and you just change your perspective a little bit, it seems like kind of going like the backwards way around. But once you get that in order, everything else falls into place. Mm. And I think that that's what you experience. And it's really hard to tell people that, but letting them and watching them experience it is why I do this. Mm. Because I know the reward that's coming for them at the end. Yeah. So um, worth you, it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can follow me. I have a um, Facebook page. It's Cut the Fat Podcast, all one word. You can join us on Facebook or you can look at our website, www.cutthefatpodcast.com. We are also on iTunes. Um, so if you listen to Josh's 90 Days to Abundance podcast on iTunes, you can also find us. And all you got to do is search Cut the Fat. <laughs> We're easy to find. Yeah, and it really is such a great podcast. You guys have great energy. It's so entertaining and enjoyable, and I've learned so much. And it, it's you know it's great that if you want to maintain a healthy uh, lifestyle, it's really nice to check in with uh, with you and Doctor Hinnish, uh, Doctor Ray, because um, it's you know it's like it's like that vitamin that kind of keeps us sustained. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're in the world, and the world doesn't necessarily always advocate eating and living a healthy lifestyle. There's a lot of marketing messages out there that would uh, persuade us to the contrary. So it's really nice to just, you know, really once a week and just, you know, once or twice a week and just, you know, spend some time with you guys. And I find like I'm re-motivated to maintain my trajectory, maintain my goals. Awesome. I'm glad we can do that for you. I'm glad we can do it for all the listeners. You know, it's, it's fun. I love it. Awesome. Well, Blythe, thank you so much for spending your time with us. I, I am so grateful. I'm so passionate about this subject to, to be able to advocate health as as a part of living an abundant life. It truly is the core. I mean, if you're not living physically abundant, it's really difficult to be mentally abundant and spiritually abundant if you're mm-hmm. constantly weighed down by poor health as a result of maybe less than um, optimal um, choices with our, with our exercise and with our uh, diet. Yeah, it has been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. Thank you, Blake. Man, I am just so grateful that Blythe spent as much time as she did uh, it just sharing with us so much good information about this. I, I feel like this is a subject that I can never learn quite enough about. I, I absolutely uh, love having health and, and enjoying more health, and I hope that you found this valuable as well. Now, if you did, 
Do me a favor, would you? Share this with a friend. It's really, really easy. Just use Facebook. Maybe send them an email. Just give them the link to this show. Uh, you, it's a couple of links that you could pass along. You could send them savingsangel.com forward slash podcast. Or you could also say uh, savingsangel.com forward slash iTunes. Uh, that one will work too. If you know that they happen to be an Apple user and they've got an iPhone, well, that would work as well. And uh, that would really help me too, because together you and I can help share this message of abundance. So here you go. Here's what happened. First day, no problem. Switched out my flavored water. And again, it didn't have sugar in it, didn't have caffeine in it, but it did have, you know, some other sweeteners in there uh, to kind of give it flavor. And uh, it's from time to time color. Uh, and so I ended that. And day one, no problem. Did that. Day two, eh, you know, I really wanted what I used to drink, and but I kept with it. Day three, kind of the same, but man, now I was really starting to miss that. Day four, this is where it starts getting really tough because my workload was has been extremely high. And I, I started looking at, oh, what do I really enjoy out of life? And you know how sometimes you, you have that habit and you're like, look, it's really not that bad for, for me. Maybe you've got a, a coffee habit. And so that's like your one pleasure that, that you feel that you get out of life. And you know, everything else in your life is just doing really good. And so you don't feel so bad about that one cup of coffee. So on the fourth day, I, I have to say that I went back to my uh, sweetened uh, lemonade and my lemon water and, and all the flavors. But here's the good news, all right? I became even more conscious about what I was eating, and I stopped snacking. And, and I'd love to talk to Blythe about this because what I've done is I, I just don't eat if it's not a mealtime. I know some experts will tell you that you should graze throughout the day. I find that that doesn't work so well for me. And so what I do is I eat breakfast, I eat lunch, and I eat dinner. And I don't eat if it's not in those meals. And during those meals, I've been trying to focus on eating healthier. Now, here's the results of doing this. Okay. I can't tell you that I gained very good results from the, um, you know, from the non-sweetened water challenge because I gave up, I failed. Uh, but, you know, in changing how I was eating just a little bit, making sure I'm getting lots of produce in with my, uh, with my breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I can tell you that I have dropped now, let's see, one, two, three, six, about six pounds. Yay! So that's something to feel good about, uh, even though I need to go back to Blythe and tell her that I didn't, uh, complete the challenge. So uh, will I take that on? Yeah, I'll take that on another time. But for now, man, I'm going to be enjoying life with my, yes, my sweetened lemon water. And uh, But I'll, I'll just pay closer attention to uh, what I'm eating so that I can have that one indulgence in my life. And so with that, hey guys, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I really, really do appreciate this relationship that we have together. And with that, have a great day. Have a great week, and as always, live abundantly. Okay, fantastic. All right, my first podcast where I cry. Excellent. Oh, my God. (laughs) So that's that's going to be the title. Listen to Blythe Alberg make me cry. Oh, my God.